Welcome back. It's me, the Susan Anime, and you are listening to Sloth Under the Sea with me. And we will be talking about movies, TV shows, books, fun holidays, everything from other countries to does this still hold up to this day? From, like, rub brats to, like, as told by Ginger, to Movie Monday, to True Creepy Things Tuesday, to whatever I feel like talking about, because this is my podcast, and I hope you all will stay and listen to me and have some good old-fashioned podcast fun, and we'll try to stay as calm as we can, but let's get into it, and let's all have some fun listening, and you can also see me sometimes on YouTube doing my podcast as well. Okay, here we go. Okay, it's time for an ad break slash sponsor. So I hope y'all listen and keep on tuning in because we will continue this conversation after our ad slash sponsor. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast today. And the sponsor and ad will be right back. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast please stay tuned because the ad is coming up soon and with the ad coming up soon i know y'all might want to skip it but you should at least try to listen to some of it maybe it's important i hope y'all tune back in for more of this podcast and i hope the ad and sponsor is a good one artichokey okay dokey artichokey ad break it's now Okay, today, the content could be a little more chore for audiences, so please, as someone before listening to this video, it's mature and may be uncomfortable for some viewers. Viewer discussion is advised. Be cautious. This is more for adults or for those who get permission. 
Okie dokie, artichokey, it's time for an ad break slash sponsor. So I hope y'all listen and keep on tuning in because we will continue this conversation after our ad slash sponsor. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast today. And the sponsor and ad will be right back. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast please stay tuned because the ad is coming up soon and with the ad coming up soon i know y'all might want to skip it but you should at least try to listen to some of it maybe it's important i hope y'all tune back in for more of this podcast and i hope the ad and sponsor is a good one artichokey okay dokey artichokey ad break it's now Okay, first off, from another country, we're going to talk about England and Northwestern European, primarily located in Belgium, Channel Islands, England also filmed in Denmark, France, Germany, Isles of Men, the history of Britain, the head of our England and North. Eastern European origin is often presented as one group of invaders after another displacing the native population. The Romans, Vikings, Normans all left their mark on Britain both politically and culturally. However, the story of Britain is far more complex. In fact, modern studies suggest the earliest populations weren't wiped out but adapted and observe the new arrivals. Prehistoric Britain. As glaciers, glaciers, glaced ice reduced 12,000 years ago, sea levels were still low enough for Stone Age hunter-gatherers to cross from mainland Europe to Britain on foot. Farming spread to the island by about 4,000 BC and the inhabitants built their remarkable and puzzling stone monuments, including the famed stone hedges. Being at about 2,500 BC, success waves of tribes settled in the region. These tribes are often called Celts. The Celts were not a nation in any sense, but a widespread group of tribes that shared a common culture and logistic background or organizing in Central Europe. They spread throughout most of Western Europe, the British Isles, and the Peninsula. Their documents could not withstand the rise of the Roman Empire, however. So, if you remember, I did an ancestry test and I'm like 29 dramatic European, 27% just Ireland, 22% England and Northwestern European, 9% Scotland, 8% Wales, 3% Blunkers, 2% French. So. I'm just talking about 
what I am in different places. I okay. Do 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 wait, oh no no. After defeating the Celts of Galwa, modern-day French and surrounding areas, the Romans invaded the British Isles in 43 AD. Most of the southern Britain was conquered and occupied over the course of a few decades, making the Roman a prince of Britain. Hadrian's Wall in the north of England marked the approximately extent of the Roman control. The Roman presented legal wipe out trace of early cultures in England, even replacing the language with Latin. Germanic tribes invade. One, the decline of Western Europe Rome largely withdrew from Britain in 410 AD. As the Romans left, tribes from northern Germany and Denmark stepped in. The dramatic angels and Saxons soon controlled much of the territory that had been under Roman rule. While the Jets from Denmark occupied some smaller areas in the south, the new settlers imposed their language and customs on the local inhabitants in much the same way that the Romans had. The Germanic language spoken by the angels would eventually develop into English. Their version of English, not my American version of English. There's like a different type of English that we have in America than they do in Britain and a few other places. The word region was divided into several kingdoms, with the powerful king sometimes extorting influence or control over small boarding kingdoms. There was nothing like a single unfilled English kingdom. However, until the early 10th century and the rise of the House of Waxes, Viking invasion and Denmark. During the 8th century, seafaring Scandinavians began raiding castle areas in Europe. Known as the Vikings, they were not just warriors and pillagers, they also established numerous trade ports and settlements throughout the Western world, including the British Isles, Russia, Iceland, and uh, Iburn Peninsula, a group of Vikings that settled in North France became known as the Normans, and by the early 11th century ruled a great and powerful region, sentenced by the French crown. Danish Vikings began to invade Northern and Eastern England in 876 and eventually came to control a third of the country, defeating several small Angel Saxon kingdoms. The ruler of Danwall, as the Vikings 
era became known. Struggling for 80 years with the remaining English kingdoms of a further region, the balance of power snuck back and forth with an English king, Edward and Elder, gaining a upper hand in the early 1900s, and a Danish king, see not the great, <laughs> so see not, that's all I know how to say, ruled England, Norway, and Denmark from 1016 to 1036 after the deaths of Seanut's sons, the three throne returned to Angelsax control, but the rule was short-lived. The Normans of France, led by William the Conqueror, sealed, sailed across the English channels and claimed the Third of England, defeating Harold Goodwinson at the Battle of Hastings in 1016. This is a lot more information than I thought I would get here. Let's see. So, it looks like I get a lot of information about Germany. And I'll get a lot of information about Ireland. Because it says medieval history. But I'd have to look up Scotland because if there's not full history on here. Wales is the same. The Blankers, which is Roman. Bulgarian, Siberia, and Solinia. And France has full history. Everything else doesn't have full history. That is so weird. That like French does, but a few others don't. Okay, the house of Plantin Agent and Tudor? Oh boy. The Norman king, ruling primarily from France, gave rise to the house of Pete. I'm calling it Pete. A line of kings that began to consolidate and modernize the kingdom of England. Beginning in 1277, Edward I, I guess the first, put down a revolt in the Wales and led a full-scale invasion, bringing Wales under control of the English crown. He then seized political control of Scotland during a session dispute leading to a rebellion there. Edward's campaign against the Scots wasn't entirely successful and remained unresolved at his death by Disclay defeating Edward's son at Bent in Berman in 1314, the Scots assured their independence. The House of P continued to reign until the 15th century. Towards the later half of the 15th century, the House of York and the Lancaster, the most powerful P branch, fought a series of wars for control of the throne. The wars ended with the Battle of Brosworth Field. On 22nd August 1486. Oh my gosh, that is so hard to read. That is the hardest thing to read. I don't think I've been able to do that. Okay. Damn, that is hard. See, we would say August 22nd 
28th February 1953, an American and a British scientist, James Watson and Franklin Kirk, walked to the Eagle Pub in Cambridge and announced that they had discovered the secret of life. What Watson and Crick had discovered was the famous double helix stretch of DNA. So good to the discovery was the work of another British scientist whose X-ray photography of DNA gave virtual cultures to its substances. Whatever. That is way harder than I thought it would be to say all that. Hmm. Okay. Northwestern European is for the loosely definition of Europe overlapping Northern and Western Europe. The region could be defined both geographically and I have no idea what that word is. Northwestern European usually consists of the United Kingdom, the Republic of Ireland, Belgium, the Netherlands, Northern France, Luxembourg, Germany, Denmark, Norway, Sweden, and Iceland. Finland, Switzerland, and Austria also often considered part of Northwestern Europe. Southern France is not regarded as Northern Western. Is usually geographically and culturally considered part of the region of Southern Europe. Germanic language are widely spoken in. Okay, so I know what I want to do. Did you get the England, Welsh, and North European DNA in your ancestry DNA results? Was it a surprise to you or were you expecting it? Learn in depth details about this DNA. You'll discover where the DNA region is located, in which countries the English, Welsh, and Northern European DNA is located, how the DNA was found, Ideas of how you may have inherited this DNA, how to get started researching your family tree. That's not what I wanted. But okay. Where is England, Wales, Northern European DNA? Okay, that's not what I wanted. I said languages. Um. Okay, England and Northwestern European. Let's try England words. England word for cart. What is a cart in England? A table on four small wheels with one or more shells under it, used for stirring food or drinks. Really? What is the name of cart in Britain? Okay. English words. Try to figure out some like things that English people call what we call. 
Ooh, English word for light. What is the old English word for light? That's not what I wanted either. Okay. It ain't working. English word for P-O-P Chips. Chips and British English, French fries in America. If you ask for chips in the US, you'll get what we call crisp in Britain. Chips versus fries, the top differences between American and British food vocabulary. Chips versus French Oh, sweets versus candy, really. Well, in the UK, say sweets, but America call it candy. It's also worth noting that sweets is a contable now, while candy is both can. So they call them sweets. We call them candy. That is so weird. Biscuit or a cookie? Wait, really? You call biscuits cookie? Like, biscuits are cookies? Okay. See, that I did not know. Biscuit versus cookie. A biscuit is a British cookie. A cookie? America. <laughs> so wait, so a biscuit is British cookies. I'm so confused. How did that work? Okay. If I ever go to England, I'm not going to know anything of what is called what gonna be like, dude, I'm from America. What? Like, I'll be like, can I have some chips? They'll be like, dude, chips? And I'm like, oh, you want fries? I'm like, no. Like, potato chips. They'll be like, what? Um, I'm trying to see this one. Um, Versus zucchini. Congrats versus zucchini. Once again, there's a difference. The British say congrats from French. America say zucchini. Watch out for the spelling, which is also heard in Australia and New Zealand. Okay, this is so bizarre to me. Is squash in Italian? Really? I did not know that. Um, English word for shop cart. A trolley, a shopping cart, trolley or buggy, also known as a bevy of other names, and a wheel cart supplied by a shop or store. If you come to America and you say buggy, people are gonna think you mean like a horse and buggy from the Amish. You say trolley, and they're gonna think like a moving vehicle that has like one way, like railroad track. Because that's what we have. This is so bizarre. English versus British English is so different. <gasps> right, and excuse me. Okay, well, I think that's enough for now. I'll probably. But these are some fun facts about different countries. I hope you all enjoy. Have a great week.
Artichoke. It's time for an ad break slash sponsor. So I hope y'all listen and keep on tuning in because we will continue this conversation after our ad slash sponsor. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast today. And the sponsor and ad will be right back. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast. Please stay tuned because the ad is coming up soon. And with the ad coming up soon, I know y'all might want to skip it, but you should at least try to listen to some of it. Maybe it's important. I hope y'all tune back in for more of this podcast. And I hope the ad and sponsor is a good one, Artichokey. Okay, dokie, artichoke. Ah, break it's now. I hope you all like. You can check me out on Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. I also have another podcast. I hope you all enjoyed this podcast. Bye for now. <laughs>